Hey guys, it is Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Congratulations for you folks for that's when graduating, either from high school or from college or grad school or law school or medical school. Well, you know what? They'll be looking for a job soon. If they're looking for a job, they got to look the part. So swing on by Leon Tailoring. they got a great, great line of clothing for your younger folks. And not necessarily something tailor-made, but also something custom-made. A wide variety of shirts, blouses, skirts, towels, you name it. Not towels, exactly. But you know what I'm talking about. So swing on by Leon Tailoring. They'll take care of you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Our guests on the program today are Republican Jim Merritt, Democrat Laura Beck, Libertarian Mark Rutherford, as we get caught up on uh, what's been going on uh, state and national-wise. Uh, my friends want to change gears and talk about state politics, if we could, and the race for governor, even though it's not until November 2024. Uh, as, as I jokingly told someone up in Hamilton County recently, okay, anybody in this room who's not running for governor, take a step forward. Let's start <laughs> Let's start that way. So we've got Suzanne Crouch, we've got Eric Doden, we've got Mike Braun, we've got Curtis Hill, and possibly uh, Brad Chambers uh, maybe getting in the race as well. Uh, so, Jim, who do you like? <laughs> let's start with you and put you on the spot. Well, uh, I think Brad Chambers is running. And I think that's why uh, the governor has not endorsed Suzanne. And either either Governor Holcomb will sit this out or endorse one of the two. And uh, I like them all. I, I think I think my major criticism, and I've said this many many times, is that no one's talking about issues. And if they're talking about issues, they're the wrong issues. And so uh, we're, we're it's a May primary. Uh, you have, uh, if you're a candidate, you have to have 500 signatures in each county, which is no any, any congressional no, district, uh, no, no joke. And uh, and so, I, I think it's going to be fun uh, for us all to comment and uh, <laughs> and and watch this. And uh, but I, I don't have a favorite right now because I've seen most of them um, uh, goof up and 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 not really had strong campaigns so far. Uh, Laura, uh, I know uh, you folks on the Democrat side, Jennifer McCormick has formally announced that she's going to be running uh, for governor. Uh, what are Democrats saying about Jennifer McCormick? Well, um, I think uh, just going back, I just want to say I, I think that Jim made a great point about um, talking about the issues and talking about the wrong issues. Um, I, I think that is, is is absolutely absolutely accurate, especially as, as evidenced by Eric Doden's um, first campaign ad, which um, of course you got to win a primary, so you got to attack more to the more to, to your base, um, which explains why that ad is just so terrible. Um, I think as far as the Democrats go, it's it's never. I mean, it's never too late for other people to get in. Um, I, I I know that there are always folks who are looking at it and eyeing different opportunities. I think for Jennifer McCormick, um, for some people, I think it may be challenging because she was a Republican um, and won as a Republican and now has come over to the Democrat side. Um, that is that is hard for some people to get over, especially um, on more progressive basis of the party. And I can't speak for the progressive base of the party, um, but even some died in the world Democrats, I think that that could be a challenge, a challenge to get over. Um, as with anything, it's all about your fundraising. I mean, it really is all about your fundraising and you've got to have money to be competitive. Um, and the Republicans right now have the money to be competitive. Uh, Mark, uh, Don Rainwater, uh, Libertarian. Uh, folks don't do primaries. You have a sort of a nominated convention, but he's declared uh, his candidacy for governor after running uh, four almost uh, four years ago and some change. Uh, 
is is it the same Indiana that Rainwater ran in uh, after the pandemic? Because even with the pandemic and folks mad at Governor Holcomb, uh, he still the, gov- the governor still got you know, a, a clear majority of the votes that were that were out there. Right. I mean, every, every election is different and the atmosphere is different, although there is hangovers. And I think there's a huge hangover in Indiana that's just bubbling underneath the surface for 2020. So there'll be a lot of support there. And the real question, in my opinion, for Rainwater, if he gets the nomination, I mean, we have conventions and our conventions can be just as exciting as the Democrats and Republicans are unexciting, depending on what office is being sought. So, but if he does get the nomination, um, uh, it now depends on who the Republicans uh, uh, nominate. Uh, the Democrats, I'm not seeing much more than Jennifer McCormick so far, but that could change. So it just depends on who he has to run against. In my opinion, if he's running against somebody really tied to uh, Eric Holcomb, it helps him quite a bit. And he may have results as good, if not better, than he did in 2020. Uh, Laura, I want to come back to you real quick on Jennifer McCormick because you brought up an interesting point, uh, particularly uh, about that whole issue with respect to, uh, you know, which can she match the progressives? Um, I remember writing in the cheat sheet, of, gosh, a couple of months ago that Jennifer McCormick went down to a, a Young Democrats convention in uh, the People's Republic of Monroe County. Uh, and a lot of the Young Democrats were not happy with it, like, hey, how can we trust you? You used to be a Republican, blah, 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 blah. How much how hard is it going to be for Jennifer to, to sort of shake off the, those 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 Republican leanings? Well, um, I, I certainly want to make clear that I don't speak for the progressive wing. Um, certainly, I don't necessarily know if I speak for any wing, but um, I certainly am not um, definitely not tapped into the to the minds of progressives. I, I think my point was more along the lines of. It is challenging, especially, and that's why you have to have the money, because you've got to be, have the paid media to define yourself and to explain um, and to explain that. I mean, I, I do think we are at a point where there are some people who are tired of the labels, because I know there are Republicans who don't want to vote for Trump and who do not want that, um, who 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 understand why people go against their parties. So it's not, it, it's not a losing piece for people, but again, you've got to have the money to tell that story because going around to all 92 counties and talking to people, um, you're not reaching enough people or social media. You're not reaching enough people. You, you've got to be able to compete on the airwaves um, and, and that's in not just the airwaves, but, um, in all of the various places that you need to compete in the mailbox everywhere, um, to get that message out. Um, and I don't necessarily know how they're planning on, how they're planning on doing it. It's not a, it's not a bad thing per se, because there are people who don't like the labels. Um, it's just, you've, you've got to be competitive, um, to, to, to do that. Um, so I, I think that is, is, one of the challenges as, as they move forward. Laura Beck, Mark Rutherford, Jim Merritt, our guests on the program today, Democrat, Libertarian, Republican, talk about the big issues and some of the smaller issues of the day. Uh, Jim, getting back to Republicans on the governor's side uh, of the race and everything, uh, I, I, I kind of sort of argued that, that Suzanne Crouch was technically the front runner, so to speak, uh, because the, the establishment Republicans in the primary is about 40, 45 percent. Uh, Dan Coates got that 40% when he won his primary uh, back in 2010, but Dick Luger also got that 40% when he ran against Richard Murdoch and lost. And what was distinctive between both those candidates uh, was that the number of people who were actually in the primaries altogether. Uh, with such a crowded primary right now, 
Uh, obviously, uh, Eric Doden, Mike Braun, to a lesser degree, Curtis Hill sort of split up that, that, that anti-Holcomb vote. Uh, but what did Brad Chambers get in the race? What does that do? It, it does a lot. Uh, Brad is a, is, is, is a brilliant individual. He's done a very good job with the Indiana, the Indiana Economic Development Corporation. And so he's, he's brought jobs or announcements, at least, and jobs that will follow to Indiana for the last couple of years. And, and um, he's, he's spanned the world, as they used to say. And, um, and, and it just really all depends on what kind of start he has if it goes straight towards the issues and, and, and it all really kind of resides with who's going to support him. And, and I see him coming in and kind of splitting up all the, all the uh, votes. And, you know, we haven't even talked about our U S Senator Mike Braun yet. And so um, I don't, I, I, you know, Suzanne's done a good job of, of working with the mental health issue during session. That was a success. Uh, She's done a good job of telling everybody, of uh, grassroots support she has on officials the Republican Party. Uh, and so she's laid a really good foundation. I think what if I speak for a lot of people when I say is, is who is Suzanne Crouch? We, I know her, but uh, for the 6.6 million Hoosiers, who is Suzanne Crouch? Um, it, does she agree with what happened in eight years with Eric Holcomb? Are they tight at the hip? Is he going to endorse her? Um, the whole idea is what does she believe outside of the mental illness, which she did a good job with, and, and, and how we go about it. And I think it, it, it bears uh, reminding everybody, uh, when, when Mike Braun decided he was going to run for the U.S. Senate, he, he and his advisors counted back weeks, uh, and, and they gave them so many weeks to uh, make sure everybody in Indiana knew who they were, and that Rukita and Luke Messer were the same person. And so they had a real strategy going forward, and it worked. So, you know, um, I don't think we've seen the last of anybody. Uh, and I think, I think you're, and, you know, our friend Curtis Hill is in. So there are some peaks and some valleys and, and some rivers to cross. So it's going to be exciting um, 10, 12 months uh, from now. Our guests on the program today are Republican Jim Merritt, Democrat Laura Beck, Libertarian Mark Rutherford. Our political panel just sort of getting together, sort of talking about the the big issues of the day and a couple of the smaller issues as well. Uh, my friends want to change gears, uh, pivot to the mayor's race here in Indianapolis, Joe Hogsett, and of course Jefferson Street. Full disclosure, I was a candidate in the primary, got sick, didn't didn't win. My wife was very happy about all that. <laughs> and, and Laura, you will appreciate this: the, the day after the day that I got home from the primary. My wife was like, honey, I'm sorry you lost now. Can you get all this crap out of my house, please? (laughs) (laughs) Abdul and I have had conversations about my husband who runs campaigns who literally puts a pause on any home improvement project. And once we had a chandelier in the front room of our home for like, I don't know six months and finally i was like okay can we get this put off so yeah exactly yeah. Uh, so i do uh, appreciate that Angel. exactly <laughs> uh so jim let me start with you uh your your thoughts on the status of the mayor's race right now granted it's still early uh, lots of things to go uh jefferson shreve a lot of folks say had, had maybe sort of a couple of unforced errors uh but can he turn things around jim are you speaking to jim yeah yeah jim go ahead uh, well, first of all, it's late, Abdul. Uh, people start voting at at the beginning of October, 
And the Republican Party has to learn that elections are won and lost with early voting and, and, and how they go about the, the chasing of the absentee. And, and so it's late. And uh, I'm, I'm still waiting for uh, Jefferson to start asking about the May riots, what we did right, what we did wrong, and, and what we would do in the future on those. And so it, it is late. It's less than 60 days before early voting starts. And uh, I'm, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that, that they step on the gas in the Shreve campaign. Uh, Laura, your thoughts on how the mayor's race is going so far? Um, I, I mean, I, I think Jim brings up a great point is, is that we are, I mean, we are really close to early voting. And I, I know that, um, you know, Mayor Hawksett will have an aggressive and solid early vote plan. Um, we, he always does and we always do on our side. Um, you know, I got to say, I think that Jefferson Shreve's campaign has been just 100 percent underwhelming. Um, I feel like it was this buildup, you know, the, this whole buildup. And he's been what really, what really, I think what really defined him in, in a way is that he was out criticizing Mayor Hoxett about public safety, but he had no plan. And he said, I'm going to release a plan after the 4th of July. Like you are a former city councilor. You're a former, you, you know, ran for state Senate. You are a business person. You, you didn't have a plan. And then your plan basically mirrors the plan of your opponent who you've been criticizing all along. And, and I think what also really hurt him is that, and, and I think he lost a lot of credibility on the whole back and forth with the NRA and the gun issue. I mean, it, you know, where was he when all of these various things happened? Where was he last summer when there was a, a mass shooting at, at the Greenwood Mall? And I, and I know that's Greenwood, but it's right across the county line from Indianapolis. You know, where was he when there was a mass shooting in Beach Grove? He was, he was nowhere to be found. A year ago, he had a bully pulpit to do this. Um, and I got to say, I mean, both, both, Jim, you and Abdul, um, both of you ran far better campaigns than this. And so to me, I, I, I don't know if they're running an old style campaign where they want to get on TV and, and that's all they're focusing on and they're going to barrage everybody on the airwaves. But, um, you know, the inside baseball is cease and desist letters. Nobody cares. No, absolutely nobody cares about that. Um, so I, I, I just think they've just made a lot of various errors and it's just not terribly well run. And that starts with the candidates. Uh, Mark, let me get your thoughts on sort of the third-party observer in the Indianapolis mayor's race. Well, you know, Hawk said, I've got to give him credit, he's sticking to what he's done before. That's not necessarily being a negative about him. So that means you know what he does, what he stands for, what is important to him, etc. Whether you like it or not, you at least know that. Jefferson Shreve comes out uh, with the Republican primary, um, and then all of a sudden my – observations is what he says is based on polling. He's got the money to do an incredible amount of polling, but polling sometimes misguides you, especially when you lose a base. I mean, I don't see how he can win the mayoral race without keeping as much of the Republican base in Marion County as possible. And his late, late, late plan about what uh, on guns, et cetera, was not appealing to uh, – I, I, I know some Democrats that's not appealing to, but to a lot of the Republican base, it was not appealing at all. I thought it was very poorly written, could have been addressed to satisfy their concerns and wasn't. And I'm getting the feeling that the polls say that the majority of people in Marion County kind of like what Hawkset said, so they went with something similar. 
Mm -hmm. It doesn't get win elections. Sometimes you just have to be gutsy and go out and speak your mind, and sometimes that gets you elected. Our guests in the program, Libertarian Mark Rutherford, Democrat Laura Beck, Republican Jim Ayers. We talk about the Indianapolis mayor's race in our political panel for a few more minutes. Uh, Jim, let's talk about that sort of that gun-related issue, uh, because I was always taught uh, in 30 years of, of writing about politics and also being a candidate as well, is that whatever policy you put out, you want to make sure you have a net addition, sort of a net plus, so you, you'll gain more voters <laughs> than, than you lose more voters at the end of the day. Uh, I don't see right. how— Jefferson's gun proposal, you know, the 18 to buy a gun, the endlessly permitless carry, uh, ban on assault weapons. First of all, the legislature isn't going to go for it regardless, regardless who is mm-hmm. mayor of Indianapolis. But I guess my bigger question is, is who is who, who is sort of the net plus in all that? Because if you're a Republican and Second Amendment supporter, now you're mad and ticked off. If you're a Democrat, like, well, that's just he's just adopting the mayor's plan. Well, you know, and Abdul, you probably remember when I wanted to march in the gay pride parade in 2019 as a mayor candidate, and they wouldn't let me. And and so, um, and I heard kind of crickets from some of the support uh, in the Republican Party. And uh, I, I think uh, there wasn't anything against me, but it, it, it just, it, it, these things happen, these campaigns. And and I, I, as I look at as I look at uh, Jefferson Shreve and and how that all came about, uh, they probably well I know they they spent a lot of money on polling, they spent a lot of money on modeling, and and there is and Abdul you know this because you you look at all the numbers, there is about fifteen thousand seventeen thousand voters in Washington Township. I'm talking about north of Thirty Eighth Street. And uh, up Meridian Street, and and on it, both sides, and that is where, that that is a voter that will vote for Representative Delaney, but they also might vote for a a, a Republican, and uh, in, in another camp, another um, uh, seat, another like mayor, and so those are those voters are to be are to be um, wooed, and it's my guess. I'm not a part of the Shreve campaign, but it's my guess that. They want to find that those 15,000 voters that may or may not live in Meridian Hills and Williams Creek and in places like that. We've got just a couple minutes left here on the program. Jim Barrett, Laura Beck, Mark Rutherford. So I want to uh, take a couple seconds, uh, see what you're looking at, uh, what predictions you want to make. Uh, Mark, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'm fascinating what's going on with Hamilton Southeastern Schools, the library uh, up there, All uh, just a lot of a uh, lot of issues, conundrums, and arrest of somebody speaking before I think it was the library board, um, and the people running for city council. Their ties to to what I would consider more throwback to some of the conservative, ultra conservative wars of the 50s and 60s, and um, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. I think they're going to ultimately lose. Right now, they're getting some wins, but. Um, I just know too many people up there, and from what I hear and see, um, the, 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 it doesn't matter who tells you what to do. They don't like it, whether it be from a Republican side or a Democrat side. And uh, when it comes to dress codes, etc., cetera, uh, I saw those battles as a kid and continued on. And I think that uh, uh, you, you have to have some control over your schools, but you get too far, you're going to get people upset. Very fascinating what's happening up there. I'm going to predict that you're going to see a lot of uh, heartburn and a lot of interesting elections in the next several years, especially the successful races. Laura? Um, I think 
think I'm definitely going to continue to watch the mayor's race. Um, that is, is one that um, just continues to uh, c- I continue to follow. Um, I just don't see Jefferson Street breaking away. I could be surprised. Um, but I, I think they're really flailing, and I think they know they're flailing. Um, and even though you can, you've got the money to spend on polling and modeling, it doesn't necessarily translate into effective campaigning. So that's the one I'll be watching probably the closest. Jim, I'll give you the last word. Okay, it was more of a hope and a wish. Uh, Jefferson Shreve will start talking about what happened the May rise in 2020 and what we need to do better. Uh, and two, uh, Mike Pence will make the stage. All right, well, our guests on the program today have been Republican Jim Merritt, Democrat Laura Beck, Libertarian Mark Rutherford, talking about big political issues and a couple of some of the small political issues of the day. So, Mark, Laura, Jim, thank you all very much for being with us. Always good to chat with you. Thank, thank you. It's always good to be with everybody. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.